Well, good morning and welcome in. It's the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands here on 103.5 FM and 560 AM WVOC. My name is Gary David. It's a pleasure to have you with us for the next hour as we talk to some of the top locally owned businesses trying to make your life a little easier when it comes to all things revolving around your home. Trey Powell will be with us in just a short while. He's the owner of Mosquito Joe. Uh, now, we're past July 4th weekend, lest you think that mosquitoes only have a, another month or two to be around and bugging you and me. Well, uh, no, uh, they, they stay around for a lot longer than that. And we'll talk about the timetable, the time frame, and what you can do about it, like I have, with Mosquito Joe. So Trey will be joining us. Uh, we spoke last week with A.J. and Summer from Anthony John Construction about an alternative to replacing your roof. It's, it's really a, a, a cool thing here. Matter of fact, so good. We'll talk about it again today. Okay, so uh, AJ and Summer will join us a little bit later on as well. But we start with Michael Nicholson, who is the owner, or co-owner, I should say, of the Moving Squad. I don't want to don't want to leave Tim out of the discussion here, Michael. But uh, good morning to you, sir. How are you, man? I'm uh, doing great, doing great. Good moving, good moving, good moving to you, sir. Uh, and the same to you, my friend. Uh, y'all are, uh, you know, you know. Okay, you're in the moving business, and of course that hinges. Uh, I don't know what a good part of your business is, is moving people from home to home, but you do uh, businesses and uh, you know, a lot of other things as well. But I, I, I guess that's safe for me to say that a big chunk of what you guys do is, uh, is moving families from one place to another. Would that be correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Residential moving. Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, you obviously are very plugged in and tuned in to the, the real estate market and, and how things are going these days. And, uh, you mentioned this to us about the time all this pandemic stuff began, and I, I guess you're still, you're still seeing issues with uh, closings that are, are are being delayed and causing a lot of problems. Is that right? Yes, sir. I will say um, there's been a number of them here over the last couple of weeks that uh, you know get delayed one, two days, or a week, week and a half. That you know, not all the you know, I's are being dotted and T's are being crossed, you know, as far as appraisals, you know, making sure they've got their funding. And this is on both sides. Um, Cause a lot of times, you know, you have someone selling someone buying, but each one of those people have a buyer and a seller on the opposite side of them as well. And sure. so yeah. I've, I've seen several instances where one of those, you know, cogs fall out of the wheel and it affects, you know, four different home purchases. Yikes. The uh, the old domino theory in, in full effect there, it sounds like. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I've had to put a number of people, a number of customers into stores that had nowhere to go. Are you seeing this happen when it comes to funding more so than you normally do? It Yes. Um, I will say, you know, because a lot of times, it, you know, or in the past, it used to be on appraisals or, you know, things of that nature. But here lately, uh, the information that, you know, customers give back to me is, it's, it's, it's all about funding It's you know, people not making sure they have all their paperwork in. Um, I heard, I had one, uh, this past Wednesday that was, uh, they had received a gift and didn't report it. And oh, so that, oh yeah. that oh bumped yeah. everything back two days. Yeah. I can tell you if you haven't sold a home or, or purchased a home, I should say, and in, in quite some time, a lot of things happened about uh, 10, 12 years ago, of course, with the subprime uh, mortgage lending and, and, and all that, that, that changed the, the, the way that banks and lending institutions uh, uh, go about making decisions. And, man, it is, you know, when we sold our home a couple years ago, first time we had done that in almost 20 years, and it was a whole new ball game. So, yeah, if you haven't done it in a while, you're in for a rude awakening. Yeah, I can certainly say there is something said to being able to, you know, talk to somebody who's funding you locally to go sit across the desk from them or keeping the six foot rule in mind, sit across the room from them, but be able to be in the same room with them versus just on the phone or, you know, on the computer with somebody who's in another state. And, and even then it's, you know, it's, it's amazing how many things will pop up. You think you've done everything. And then suddenly they're like, another question, another question, another question. So I, I can see it. Do you see this, any of these, Issues with funding uh, being tied back to the pandemic. I mean, people maybe they don't have the income they used to have, or maybe the banks are, you know, uh, short-staffed or anything like that. Does any of that sound like it's reasonable? Well, I will say that you know, I don't, I don't pry too much. You know, customers offer me questions, offer me information. I don't, I don't 
try to dig into that, so I don't know that answer. Okay, well, that's that's fair. And you've also told us here in the, in the past uh, month or so that you are uh, talking to customers who are saying they put their home on the market and it sold like that. <laughs> now they're scrambling and maybe looking at again, having to put stuff in storage. Yes. Uh, I, I, just about every estimate I go on, you know, the last say month and a half, their houses are selling within, you know, three, four, five days and oh, they have wow. multiple competing offers. Wow. Well, good news for you if you're thinking about selling your house right there, no doubt about it. Are you seeing, and you mentioned a few minutes ago, appraisals. Are, is any of that creating a, creating a backlog, or are home sellers, they seem like they're able to get the appraisals and the inspections and all that done on time? Well, I can tell you um, uh, an estimate two weeks ago, uh, the appraiser was on site doing the appraisal, and, you know, we always strike up conversations and he just made a comment about how many appraisals he had on his, uh, his calendar that he was just making comments about. He didn't know how he's going to get to them all, but he's just going to keep moving forward. And, you know, then I hear about uh, a customer will call and say, Hey, I've got to back my move up three days. And I, well, okay, no problem. I'm happy to help you out. You know, can I, can I inquire as to why, you know, the appraisal hasn't come in yet. And I've heard that a number of times over the last, you know, month, month and a half. So let's kind of recap here on this subject, Michael. Um, wh- what is it that folks need to know right now if they're getting ready to, 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 to sell a home? I mean, just kind of recap for us quickly some of the issues that may be popping up right now that may be a little different than it was, you know, a couple of months, six months, a year ago. Yeah, I would say, you know, you know, you can only control what you control, but, you know, make sure that, you know, you have all your funding squared away. You have all the documents you need in there to for your funding to be squared away. And then, you know, you have the home inspections. Uh, you have the appraisal, which is a big thing here here lately, of just making sure it all gets done. And you don't want to wait till two, three days before, you know, your closing date to make sure all that's done. You want to start, you know, three, four weeks out. Is there anything that you can do if you're you know, making the decision right now to sell your home before you actually, you know, contact a realtor, put it in the market? Uh, are there any things you can do prior to actually, you know, listing your home to try to be sure that, uh, you know, you can get it uh, taken care of as, as, as quickly as possible? Getting the pre-approval funding letter is, is, is most important um, as far as when buying a home. Go ahead and get yourself approved. Uh, you know, take it from there. And uh, then, of course, make sure you've got a place to go before you list your house. Yeah, whether that's a home you're looking to buy or just an, another place to set your stuff down for a little while, I guess. Yes, sir. You know, I have had a lot of people, you know, moving on the outside of Lexington and Gilbert that are, you know, buying some land and building. So, you know, they've gone to a temporary uh, you know, house or, or uh, an apartment, you know, while they've done that. And sure. that's that's been far more frequent than, than it used to be. Should you contact, you know, a moving company like you guys, the moving squad, even before you uh, list your house? Well, a lot of times just, you know, getting your budget in line, you know, you know, knowing the monies that you've got to spend or knowing what you can do to help minimize the money you spend. Um, I'm more than happy to come out ahead of time and, you know, go ahead and help you with the budget and, you know, let you know the numbers you need so that, and then also I'm, you know, I'll pass off a lot of tips on ways that you can help, you know, keep your moving number down as well. Why don't you pass along a few of those right now, man, while you're at it? More than happy to Gary. I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> but um, a lot of it, honestly, is just being ready, just being prepared, having stuff in boxes. Uh, the other part is being organized. Um, one of the things that I often talk about is the little color stickers, uh, little circle stickers you get from, you know, any little small store, uh, Dollar General, something like that. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, everything's got a green sticker on it, goes into the master. Everything with a yellow sticker goes to the kitchen. Everything with a uh, brown sticker goes to bedroom one. And, you know, just kind of that, that helps minimize the amount that, you know, the customer needs to be involved on the unload, which allows them just to, Stay calm and be relaxed and just let us, you know, take care of everything for them. I got to tip my hat to my wife, who is the, one of the most organized people that I know. And thank, thank goodness uh, I married her because I'm not that person <laughs> at all. But, you know, y'all moved us several years ago. And I, 
uh, we were packing up stuff early on, and we didn't do the stickers, but uh, boy, she had a, a little, just took a little, you know, index card and taped it to every box, uh, putting its uh, intended location when it uh, arrived at the new the new house. And, you know, we, we had a, a two-car garage, and we just took the cars out of the garage and stacked everything up there. Why is it important, Michael, that on moving day that, yeah, if you if you can have things organized uh, to to that level, does it save you money? Yes, it does. It saves you money. It saves you time because as we're unloading the truck, you know, if I can stack four boxes together that are going to the master versus just grabbing four boxes and then have it, you know, to move them throughout the house, it, it allows us to be more efficient with our time. And I think that's something that most folks, if you haven't moved recently, maybe you don't realize is that you guys work by the hour. Yes, sir. So, anything uh, you can do as the as the as, as the the homeowner to minimize that time, the the best off you are. Now, and when it comes to the move itself, I mean, even even then, there are different levels of service you offer, right? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. We'll go all the way from the white glove move, which means the customer touches nothing, all the way down to like you said, we just put it in the garage and go. Um, you know, we do do labor only as well, so I've done that many times to where we'll put it all in the garage, and then we'll come back three, four, five days later with just a small crew, and then we're running to the house from there, which just allows them time to get into the new home, get settled in, and then figure out exactly where they want everything. The, the white glove move, so you pack up everything for the customer, uh, which obviously will, will, will take more time and cost more. You know, is it just a, is there a, an additional charge for that, or is it just, is, it's just the additional charge because it could take that many more hours. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just based on time and, yeah. uh, you know, packing supplies needed, but, um, it's all a just, just amount of, you know, how much do you want to be involved? Um, you know, your stress levels, what else do you have going on? And sometimes I have a lot of customers that just want that off their plate. They just, they just don't want to deal with it. And, you know, they'll allow me to deal with it. And, you know, I have the crews that'll come in take care of it and, uh, we'll, we'll get them taken care of. Well, now I'm curious here, Michael, because you, you talk about a white glove move. I mean, are you telling me that if I if I called you today and said I want to move next week, he said, "Okay, I got I, I've got the availability. I can take care of you." I mean, if from this point until moving date, I did absolutely nothing. I mean, there's still dirty clothes in the hamper. <laughs> you know, there's still junk strewn all over the house. Did did you guys will come out and do all of that? Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll come out and take care of every bit of it. How often do you get those those requests? How often do you do that as a percentage of your total moves, would you say? We probably do two two to three a week. Really? Yes. Sir. And, mm. you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a good service to offer, um, yeah. you know, because there, there is a market out there for that. But, you know, sometimes people are just busy with the kids, with life, you know, with work. And, sure. And especially with all this stuff going on right now, uh, they just want to spend their time elsewhere. Are there anything? And, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and that also goes like to, you know, the trampolines or the basketball goals outside or the play play sets in the backyard. Sure. You know, sure. we'll take care of all that for them. Is there anything you won't do? Um, I have ran into uh, uh, the outside sheds that are taller than ninety six inches because my trucks are ninety nine inches, so I have to have a three inch buffer. Okay. So no sheds. Taller than ninety six inches, yes, or ninety six inches are taller, I guess. But aside from that, I mean, I mean, cleaning out junk from underneath the house, maybe uh, in the crawl space. Well, um, I won't go to the junk side of that, but yes, we will take <laughs> you know all items that need to be moved out of out from under the house. Yes, sir, okay. and we'll go into the attic just just as quickly as well. Okay, wow. Now, of course, again, that's going to take a little time. <laughs> Depending on the size of your home and then the amount of stuff you got, so uh, I don't know. You, you, it's easy for you guys to go out and give an estimate as you walk around the house and see what's there for how long it'll take you to move it. Can you estimate how 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 well can you estimate if you're doing a white glove move? How long it's going to take you to pack all that stuff up? Well, um, I give a window of time, and uh, you know, I'm I'm usually right inside my window because I mean, you know. It all gets back the same. The main thing, honestly, is, you know, just for the fragile items, things that need, you know, special attention, uh, you know, be it a deer head or, you know, four or five sets of china or crystal. It just needs to, you know, have its 
correct attention given to it, so therefore it's protected the right way. Before I let you go here, we're running short on time, but I did want to ask you this, uh, again, uh, on the environment that we're in, are you seeing the same amount of business that you have when it comes to business moves right now? Uh, yes, sir. Um, you know, um, I would say the last week and a half, it certainly has picked up um, kind of to what you would refer to as normal standards for, for mm-hmm. the moving season because we are in the moving season. And uh, as far as just just moving forward, you okay. know, you know, we help as many people as we can. But, you know, we're some... back on the 50-hour weeks now. Yeah, that's some concern in, in some quarters about the – commercial real estate market right now with everything that's going on. So it's just curious. All right. Michael Nicholson, he co-owns the moving squad, uh, great folks to do business with. If you got a move to make just a wealth of information when it comes to all of that, how can folks reach you? My friend. Best way to get us is, uh, 803-915-SQUAD. That's 915-7782. As always, the, uh, website moving squad SC for South Carolina.com. And as always, our ORSPSC is 9859, and we are on the BBB as well. All right, Michael, good to talk to you as always, my friend. We'll, We'll chat in a few weeks, man. Thank you, sir. Hey, y'all, I'm Summer from Anthony John Construction. We're the local company that you can count on for all your roofing and gutter needs. We're a certified Atlas Roofing System installer, the ones that come with Scotch Guard that prevent staining, and yes, we also do roof repairs. And at Anthony John Construction, not only do you get a warranty on the product installed, you get a workmanship warranty as well. Do you need gutters or have gutters that can't keep up during the storms and this heavy rain we've been having here lately? Anthony John Construction installs six-inch seamless gutters that divert water away from the base of your home reducing the need for costly foundation repairs. Be sure to ask about our annual gutter service cleaning as well. Anthony John Construction where we are proud of our customer satisfaction ratings. Check us out on HomeAdvisor and check out our Google reviews. Then call us at Anthony John Construction for all of your roofing and gutter needs. 803 518-9873. And you can also find us online at anthonyjohnconstruction.com. Hi, this is Gary David. You in a constant battle with those skeeters outside your house? Well, stop smacking yourself in the face and call Mosquito Joe. Whether it's playing ball with the kids or cooking out with friends, Mosquito Joe treatments allow you to enjoy your yard without the nuisance of pesky mosquitoes, ticks, and fleas. No more itching and scratching. No more wasting time on smelly products that just plain don't work. Visit MosquitoJoe.com. That's MosquitoJoe.com. Or call 855-ASK-A-JOE to get more information and a free quote. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. Before you call just any moving company, we want you to know this is not us. Whoops. Nor this. Any more room in the truck? Just throw it. Uh, nor this. <sighs> I'm going to take a nap. Choose the moving squad and you'll get trade movers who care. The move done on time and on budget without damaging things. For a free quote, call today, 803-915-SQUAD. Or visit online at movingsquadsc.com. That's movingsquadsc.com. Welcome back to the Home Improvement Show in the Midlands here on 103.5 FM and 560 AM WVOC. Gary David here, and it's going to be an extremely hot weekend. <laughs> so brace yourselves for it. Trey Powell now is on board from Mosquito Joe. Good morning, my friend. How you doing, man? I'm doing terrific. How about you? You know, I got I got zero complaints. Well, no, I can have a couple, but I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'm doing well, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, I know last week tough for you know guys in your business. I know you all were out. Uh, oh gosh, I guess it was uh, to the house maybe Wednesday because you know all that rain that we, we we had off and on over the past week. You know it's uh, it makes it tough to get out there to get 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 that spray put down. I know so you guys are kind of catching up, but maybe we should reiterate to folks that uh, that that spray you put down to kill these mosquitoes with Mosquito Joe. Um, if you got a little dry spell, you can get it down. It's not like it's going to rain then. You know, later in the day and wash it away, right? That stuff you got a way to make that stuff a, stick. You need a thirty-minute dry time, provided that it's dry when it goes down. I mean, if it's wet when it goes down, it could take several hours to dry. But if it's mm. if it's dry, if the leaves are dry when it's sprayed, um, it, well, when it's ninety degrees, it's probably faster than that. But literally within thirty minutes, it is adhered to those uh, leaves, 
and uh, it is rainproof. You can't wash it off. You can't lick it off. You can't rub it off. I mean, it's, it is there until it breaks down and kind of does its thing. So uh, the nice thing about that is it makes it a lot more environmentally friendly. None of the products that we use are uh, subterranean. They do not penetrate the surface. They don't end up on the ground and get down into the groundwater or anything like that. They break down very quickly and they break down in place. Uh, so that's a lot more environmentally friendly than, you know, products uh, that may have been used in the past. So, mm. um, you know, and that's, and that's really because we use a, a pretty strong surfactant uh, when we're spraying, you know, a person's yard. We, we add a surfactant. It's an extra step that we do. Um, and what that does is it makes the product spread evenly over the leaf, mm-hmm. and then it absorbs into that waxy surface. And it adheres to it where, like I said, it's rainproof and you can't wash it off. Um, it actually adheres right into that, you know, waxy surface. So, well, remind us again, Trey, why it is. And when you come out and, uh, and, and lay down this barrier spray in somebody's yard, you, you do this in certain places. It's not just a, you know, bomb the whole yard kind of thing. No, and I think that's an important point. I mean, you know, if you're going to hire somebody to do it, you want to hire somebody who's an expert, somebody who does this all the time, is is knows exactly what they're doing. I mean, it's what I call the the spray and pray method. is is not going a It's not going to get the great the best results, but b It's it, you know, there's going to be some collateral damage if you're doing that uh, to beneficial insects. And we really go out of our way to make sure that we're protecting the pollinators and the other beneficial insects and actually targeting mosquitoes. I mean, mosquitoes by their very nature are extremely lazy and it's because they're terrible flyers. They, they can't fly more than about one and a half miles per hour, which means if you're walking at a steady pace, you're not getting bit by mosquitoes because they can't catch you. Mm -hmm. They will start biting you when you stop Hmm. uh, because they can catch you. They're, um, they loaf, all the time, meaning that, that they're just hanging out. They're not flying around a lot like flies. If uh, I mean, a, a comparison would be a fly. Flies are very fast. You ever tried to smack a fly? Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to be Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to catch a fly, and that's because they're excellent flyers. They fly very fast. They fly very far. That is not the case with mosquitoes. Mosquitoes will fly you know, a little ways, and then they'll find a bush or shrub to, to loaf in. in and um, But they don't usually travel more than 200 feet in their whole lifetime. Really? And they won't travel that far if they don't have to. What they need is they need green foliage because that's what they eat, and that's how they hide from the sun. They don't really like the sun, so they're going to be in the bushes and shrubs uh, feeding on the green foliage. They eat the nectar. It's the only thing they eat. Um, and they're going to be hiding from the sun, which is why they're more active in the evening time. Uh, you know, when you're getting ready for your picnic outside or your, your dinner outside or having your drink, that's when they become more active because the sun's going down. Now we do have daytime biters, the Aedes albopictus or Aedes aegypti mosquitoes that we have. They are daytime biters. Uh, they're not as shelter in place as other you know, like the Culex mosquitoes that only come out at night. Um, and that's, we don't have a heavy population of those types of mosquitoes. Mostly what we have are the black and white striped mosquitoes. People call them the Asian tiger mosquito. It's the eighties, um, you know, species of mosquitoes and, uh, they are daytime biters. Uh, they leave a nasty bite and, you know, they, uh, but they're not, they don't fly very far. They don't fly very high. Um, and usually within, you know, you're treating, um, you know, six feet or down uh, to the ground okay. and uh, bushes and shrubs is where they're going to be harboring, which means if your neighbor's mosquitoes come over it, it within a very short period of time, they're going to be in your bushes and shrubs. And if your bushes and shrubs have been treated, that's where that barrier is. That's why we call it a barrier, because they're going to hit that barrier and they're going to be eliminated as well. So it's like putting a flea collar around your yard. Mm. Um, the product we use is is micro-encapsulated, which means it's a time-release product. So it, it doesn't get weaker every day. It actually releases new product on a daily basis as the sun and UV breaks the product down. It releases fresh product. So in week three, it's just as strong as it was in week one. But after about three weeks, it's kind of done its thing. If you don't retreat three weeks later, you're going to start seeing mosquitoes again. And once you're seeing mosquitoes, that means that they are laying more eggs on your property. Right. And you really haven't broken that breeding cycle, and you're not really going to get the results that you want. 
to back up of what you said a couple of minutes ago, because people may have the question here, you say they, they like to you know get under those leaves, get out of the sun, they, that they eat the nectar. So if, they're, if that's yep. their source of, of food, why do they bite us? So it's only the females that bite. That's a good question. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> only the females bite, and they are biting because they need a protein meal in order to lay their eggs. They're when you know pretty much when from the day they're born, they all they're doing is breeding, laying eggs, breeding again, laying more eggs, and it's the female mosquito that needs to lay her eggs. So she needs a blood meal, which is a protein in order to do that successfully. So uh, that she's looking for any bird, you know, or uh, dog or cat or anything that's blood bearing that they can bite and get a good, you know, blood meal off of. And it's the only reason that they're doing it. It's not, it's not, a, it's not, they're not eating that per se. It's not like their nutrition. It's, it's really, it's, you know, filling themselves with, uh, with blood so that they can lay their eggs. How do they, how do they sense their victims? Uh, CO2. When you're breathing out, you are attracting, you're showing them that you are a blood-bearing organism that breathes. And, you know, so they, they can sense that CO2. Their vision is like uh, almost infrared or ultra, you know, I don't say ultraviolet, but it's more like infrared. They can see your CO2 breathing from a long way away, which means if, you know, people are exercising and they stop and they're breathing heavier, mm -hmm. they will attract more mosquitoes. Uh, people who are heavy laden, they generally breathe heavier and they generally will tr attract more mosquitoes. I mean, there's hundreds of reasons why people attract more. Some people do more than others, but mm -hmm, yeah. you know, those are some of the reasons. Um, well, yeah, this begs the question now, Trey, uh, in this age of COVID-19, uh, would they be less able to be attracted to you if you're out in the yard wearing a mask? Just curious. Um, yeah, you're still breathing out. I mean, those masks are not going to filter out CO2. I mean, every time you breathe That's out, true, I mean, yeah. it's, it's got to come out somewhere. It's, you know, you know, it's going to come out from around the mask. Uh, you know, I don't know how much that would might conceal it, but I don't think that's going to make much of a difference at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it just, it just occurred to me when you mentioned this whole breathing in and out thing here. Yeah, it's a good, good question. Yeah, if we could conceal our CO2, that would be a good mosquito control. <laughs> Several years ago, uh, one of the guys used to work with us here at the radio station, I, I always remember him saying, once we hit July 4th weekend, as far as summer is concerned, it's all downhill from there. Before you know it, school's back in session, although we don't know what that's going to look like this year, certainly, or we'll find out here sooner or later. But I bring that up right. because, you know, a lot of people think that, well, okay, you know, once – once we get to say September or you know late September, you know we don't have to deal with mosquitoes anymore. But that's not accurate, is it? No, you've got to have you've got to have a week of um, you got to have a week long of temperatures that are dropping into the fifties every single night, and that will pretty much stop them from breeding uh, and and laying eggs. But you actually need it to drop into the thirties every night to actually get rid of the mosquitoes. Uh, that's, and that usually doesn't happen here in Columbia until late um, November. We, we yeah. usually treat um, all the way until Thanksgiving. But yeah, the folks that try and stop at the end of August because the kids are going back to school and it feels like the summer's over, I mean, it's still 90 degrees outside. Oh, and yeah. All the rain we've had, I mean, the mosquito pressure is sky high all the way through September. It starts, the pressure starts to drop a little bit in October, but it is, they're very, very active in October um, unless we had unseasonably cold weather. Uh, we are just kind of in a tropical climate here, and until you're getting consistent temperatures below 50 degrees for, for weeks, it's, you're really not slowing them down, and you're not getting rid of them until it's in the 30s every single night for a week. You know, they can survive several nights. You know, they hide. They get up in tree holes and, you know, down under the bushes and shrubs and the ivy, and they, they insulate themselves pretty well to be able to survive as long as they can. Okay, so two things here. Number one, so when you get the temperatures that are into the 30s consistently, it will kill off the ones that are living. Of course, I know you mentioned Correct. those before, those, those eggs they hatch, they can stay dormant for an awfully long time. You're not going to kill those off. They by can. Cold In fact, that's that's exactly what happens is 
and uh, I think I misspoke a second ago, they, it, it doesn't stop them from breeding when it gets into the 50s, but when it gets into the 50s, the pressure goes down because the new mosquitoes stop hatching. If you remember, I said that they basically they're breeding and laying eggs, breeding and laying eggs, and a female mosquito can lay up to 300 eggs at a time. You know, so they're laying a lot and a lot of eggs, which is why they, they multiply kind of exponentially. And those eggs do not hatch right away. Now, right now, when this all this rain that we've had and the temperatures are in the 80s and 90s, I mean, they are hatching almost immediately. Within 24 hours, they're hatching. Really? They go through their larva stage much faster, you know, within days, and they become adult mosquitoes um, within a week. You know, you, you're you're that that's that's what's happening right now which is why the pressure is so high as you get into the late fall some of those eggs hatch and some of them just incubate if the conditions are not ideal the eggs just incubate they do not hatch um and that's how they get through the winter is that there's millions and millions of mosquito eggs everywhere that are not hatching and they'll overwinter for they can go for up to five years i mean that's how they survive all the snow and everything in alaska People think if you have a really hard freeze, it's going to be a much better mosquito season. That is absolutely not true at all. The worst mosquitoes on the planet are in Alaska, and they'll have more snow in one year than we'll ever have in a lifetime. Really? It uh, has no effect on them. It's just the conditions. They'll overwinter, and no amount of heat or cold is going to do anything to them. You know, you just have to, uh, you know, they're usually waiting until the conditions are right when the conditions are above 50 Usually March first, they start hatching again, and then suddenly you have mosquitoes again, and they're they're breeding and laying more eggs. What happens when we have one of those weird seasons where okay, it gets you get a cold snap for a couple of weeks, and then it warms back up again? Will they start hatching again, or are they just pretty much chunking it in for the winter? Then? Yep, they they will. I mean, it was like what 2016. We had like an Indian summer where yes. in November the temperatures dropped for a couple of weeks. It kind of stopped the hatching and it killed off the adult mosquitoes and it was like oh mosquito season's over well then mid-december it got into the 80s and it stayed in the 80s all the way through christmas and suddenly people are calling saying hey we've got mosquitoes again i'm like yeah the temperatures are there now Hmm. by new year's eve the temperatures had dropped back to what's normal for that time of year and it kind of killed them off real quick but yeah if if you have a week where it's up above 50 degrees every day hey those those eggs will wake up and they will start hatching and one final question for you trey Uh, just going back to something you mentioned a couple of minutes ago about alaska why do they have such a bad you wouldn't think a place like alaska would have a bad mosquito problem why is that yeah i think most people can can, you know think of mosquitoes are all in the southeast and and stuff like that. And that's, that's just not true. I mean, Detroit has horrible mosquito problems, New York, upstate New York, you know, they have mosquitoes in Canada. They have mosquitoes that, you know, they, I think they thrive and our season is a lot longer. So we have mosquitoes for, you know, nine months versus, you know, nine or 10 months really versus they have them for three to six months. Now when they have them, they're way more intense. And what makes them so intense is that they're getting when when they get consistently above 50 degrees they still have snow on the ground and what's happening is that that they're in the 50s so the temperatures are high enough and everything is sopping wet because there's so much snow that is still melting so when they start hatching which is much later we ours hatch in march theirs start hatching more like late april early may everything's sopping wet so all their eggs start hatching all at one time where ours, some of them hatch, some of them don't. We kind of have a slow start to the season. It's not too bad in March and April. It really starts picking up, and by May, it's you know everything's hatching and it gets really bad. But it's kind of a slower start here, where they have a much more intense season. It it, it happens all of a sudden, and it's going, and then the temp their temperatures drop, you know, in September, right. and their season is kind of over. So I guess our mosquitoes know they got to get it done quicker than they do down here. I suppose <laughs> interesting stuff. <laughs> That's right. All right, uh, Trey Powell. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, Mosquito Joe. Trey, how can folks reach you guys to get more information about the barrier spray? 
Yeah, they could just reach us at 855-ASK-A-JOE. That's the easiest way, 855-ASK-A-JOE. They'll type in their uh, zip code, and uh, it will connect them to either the Columbia office or our office here in Lexington, either side of town. We can treat you, and uh, if they give us a call, we'll try and get them uh, on the schedule within 24 to 48 hours. All right, sounds good. Trey, thanks so much, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You have a great one, too. I'm James Carwell, local owner and operator of Freedom Plumbing right here in the Midlands. After working as a plumber for nearly a decade, I decided to open my own business and Freedom Plumbing was born. Because of my love for this country and the great respect I have for the men and women of our armed forces and our first responders, I named my company Freedom Plumbing. What sets us apart from other companies is our customer service. We have a five-star rating on Google, a five-star rating on Facebook, an A-plus rating on Angie's List, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I'm James Carwell, local owner of Freedom Plumbing, and we look forward to servicing you for all of your plumbing needs. Get 50% off your next service call when you mention you heard us on WVOC. Learn more at freedom-plumbing.com. That's freedom-plumbing.com. Hi, this is Gary David. You in a constant battle with those skeeters outside your house? Well, stop smacking yourself in the face and call Mosquito Joe. Whether it's playing ball with the kids or cooking out with friends, Mosquito Joe treatments allow you to enjoy your yard without the nuisance of pesky mosquitoes, ticks, and fleas. No more itching and scratching. No more wasting time on smelly products that just plain don't work. Visit MosquitoJoe.com. That's MosquitoJoe.com. Or call 855-ASK-A-JOE to get more information and a free quote. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops is your locally owned source for countertops. Great selection, great prices, and they pride themselves on superior installation and customer service. The owner, Marcus, will even personally come out to do all your measurements. See the selection online at LifetimeCabinetsSC.com or stop by one of Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops two conveniently located showrooms on Fernandina Road in Columbia or Chapin Road in Chapin and check out the hundreds of slabs in stock. Granite, marble, quartz, quartzite, they've got it all. And if you can't find exactly what you are looking for when you're there, and that's rare, they will find it. And it's not just kitchens and baths. Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops does outdoor patios, vanities, bars, man caves, you name it. Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops, Fernandina Road in Columbia, Chapin Road in Chapin, and online at LifetimeCabinetsSC.com. Welcome back to the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands here on 103.5 FM and 560 AM WVOC. Gary David here. Great to have you with us this morning. Now joined by not only Summer, but hey, we get a rare appearance by AJ from Anthony John Construction here on the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good morning. Good. How are you doing? Man, good. AJ, hadn't talked to you in a long time, man. It's good to have you on with us this morning, brother. I know it must yes, be. Yes, sir. I don't have a voice for radio or a face for TV, so I stay out <laughs> in picture. Yeah, but you do a good job on roofs and gutters, brother, and that's all that counts, right? That's true. And, and I know it must be a momentous occasion this morning to have you joining us because y'all got a, a brand new product that you're rolling out right now. We've, we've been talking about it a little bit on Columbia's Morning News this past week and chatting about y'all, but there is now, as I understand it, an alternative to replacing your roof. Do tell us about this. Yes, that is correct. We um, we are now the exclusive certified dealers with RoofMax. And yes, it is just that. It is a roof replacement alternative. Um, it is a soy-based spray-on application um, that will actually rejuvenate your shingles. It's going to put the pliability, flexibility back into old and dried out shingles. So, AJ, talk to us about, you know, when, when your shingles start getting some years on, they start drying up and all that. that what, what sorts of issues does that create for your roof? Well, if they can't expand with the weather, then the cracks and unstability would then uh-huh. start causing leaks. Okay. All right. Um, and then once the uh, the asphalt has dried up, it starts to let granule come off your shingle that protects your shingle, and it basically turns into potholes like in the road. Mm. So we're replacing it with the soybean oil that we replaced the petrol oils with that new soybean oil. 
So this is your, your and that will give it is waterproof properties. Mm-hmm. And it will actually the shingle can pass the same test as it did when it was made. Wow. So this is this is a coating. It's an application that's sprayed on. Uh, I, you think Correct. about yeah, I, we I guess... spray it on with a machine, mm-hmm. and it soaks into the shingles, and it'll dry in, and it'll start immediately, and then in seventy-two hours, it'll be back to its full capability. So just like putting a, a new roof on your home, kinda. Um, step forward without the headache because we're only going to be there for about an hour, mm-hmm. hour and a half at the most, and, and certainly uh, different. Uh, when it comes to replacing your roof, when it comes uh, to how much you're going to have to pay to have it done. Correct. We are typically about 20% of what a new roof would cost. And if you go into multifamilies, large churches, apartment complexes, we're closer to the 15 and maybe even slightly under percent of what it would cost to replace the roof. Wow. So, uh, Summer, how long do, do we know? How long has this technology been out there? Is this is this brand new, or, or give us some? It background. is up and coming. So they have been doing extensive research, um, testing um, in the Ohio University. Um, there, they have been doing this for about five years now. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it, testing for about five years, but the they get started releasing. Uh, areas and territories in the last two years. Um, I think there's about 700 territories already sold. Um, but this research has been going on for a while. Yeah. And they do it in China. They do it through Europe. They have a lot of products over there that already taken and are doing very well. Beautiful. And you guys are the, uh, you have a sole license for this area when it comes to this technology, correct? Correct. Beautiful. Now, uh, again, so the idea is the older your roof gets, and you guys tell me because I talk about this from time to time. But yeah, you talk about a roof tune-up. Uh, you know, you, you get a, you get a roof put on a day. Um, you, you expect it to last a long time, and, and you hope that it will. But you know, all roofs, regardless of how good they are, it's it, it's those shingles and things that are it, you know that sun, especially in areas like this, beating down on it every day. I mean that's that's gonna that's gonna cause issues. Uh, if I'm mistaken, from some of what I read, uh, you, you can take a. They're saying now, at least, that the average your average roof, your average shingle, you're probably going to get what is it, maybe ten to fifteen years out of it at best. Is that does that sound right? Ten to fifteen years, your shingles are drying up. They do not put the same amount of asphalt in the shingle as they used to. They put a lot of fillers in them now. Mm-hmm. Um, as limestones, and that's why we have a lot more streaking on our shingles now from the 2000s up than we did previously because they are now starting to put fillers in them. And on the north side of the house, where the dew is in the morning, that that side of the roof a lot of times is stained up From the fillers that because they're not putting as much asphalt protection in them. Okay, so so they, and they, asphalt is the the waterproofing and protection that goes in there. So you're telling me that by by using this product from RoofMax, uh, this spray on onto these shingles, it, it's in effect like having a whole brand new shingle. Is that right? Yes, it it um, increases the waterproof of the shingles. The flexibility of the shingles, um, and, and, it, and it's good for two things. One, if your shingles are losing grit and your gutters are full of grit mm-hmm. and it's time for a new roof, but funds might not be there, this will come with, it'll get you done, get you a five-year warranty, keep you moving. Or if your roof is in excellent shape, but it's now at the 10-year point, the 15-year point. We come in there and spray it, re-moisturize it, mm-hmm. put it back to where it was new, and then that roof will stand on for a very long time. Someone who's listening right now that maybe has just had a roof installed in the last couple of years, um, is is this a product that even if you've got you know pretty much a, a brand-new roof and you put it on it, would it further extend the life of these shingles, or are we just talking about you know a roof that's got a little bit of age on it here? 
I think a little bit of age. Okay. Um, I think once you get to the 10-year, 15-year, there's still case studies of people doing 25-year-old roots, going in and spraying them and being able to put five-year warranties to them. So you know you're going to at least extend the life of your roof by five years because the warranty says so. Uh, is it is it possible that this this product could extend the life of your shingles and uh, hence your roof for even longer than that? Yes, yes. It comes with a five-year warranty, but it could go further. It could increase the life much longer. On top of that, we are able to do three treatments. So we could do five years, and then spray it again for five years, hmm. and spray it again for five years, and we're at a, a 15 to 20-year spread or about half the cost of what a new roof would cost you. Right. And, you know, you're talking about 15 years. You you put a new roof on today. Well, 15 years from now, who knows? You might have it be doing it all over again. And this way you'd spend half the money. Exactly. And, yeah. Crazy. Uh, guys, is there, And again, we're talking about the situation where the shingles are getting old and they're, you know, they're getting hard. They won't expand and contract with the weather like they need to to, to keep their health. But uh, th- this is not something that can be used in all situations. I mean, if you've got damage to uh, to things under the shingles, I mean, th- we're not talking about this as a, an alternative for that, right? Absolutely not. Yes, if there is, you know, damage to the roof decking and things of that nature, that does need to be taken care of um, before any kind of treatment or, you know, needs to, to be done. Yes, we would do what is called a tune-up package, and that would be replacing pipe boots, making sure they're all sealed up around any kind of vents, any kind of flashing. We will make sure they are sealed and installed properly. And then we'll look over the, the roofing. If there's anything that we need to address, we will address it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to get to the roof to where it is not leaking. If your roof is currently not leaking, or we can repair your leak, then we can spray it. The the stuff it soaks into the shingles, and it makes it it gives it its waterproof abilities back, and it makes it flexible, but it does not feel whole. Okay, gotcha. So if you're missing a bunch of shingles. Mm-hmm. We can look at it and see if we can tab them in. Right. But if we get spray over, it will not coat it and make it a waterproof thing. Well, since we're you know talking about let's talk about roof replacements for a second because I mean. The average layperson, all they know, they got a problem with the roof. They got a problem with the roof, but may not know what all goes into it. So let's talk about replacing a roof for a moment, AJ. Since we got you today, what all is involved in that? When you talk about a roof replacement, the roof replacement from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, if if you if you if it's determined that you've got some damage, and uh, somebody who wanted a whole yeah, we can new go out roof there and install. We, we at it for two ways we can go out there and look at it to replace it and we can say hey your roof's in good shape and we can offer you this spray time right but if there's just a reason you want to replace it to change the color or to upgrade from a three tab to an architect you know we go through the um first of all we'll check for insurance we will make sure that you don't have hail damage you don't have wind damage there's not a tree that fell through your house so once we get past that we will go through our products we pick out our product. We'll schedule you for an install date. On install date, we will show up. We will cover up everything. We will tear off all the shingles and all the underlayment. Mm-hmm. And then we'll put the felt paper back up or the synthetic and then install the shingles. And typically, that's a full, long day, a loud day. Um, there is debris, which we do an excellent job of cleaning up. Right. But it is um, more time and more components going on than the quick spray. The, the spray, we show up, we go up on there, we do our tune-up, and we spray it, and we can spray it in about an hour, two hours at the most. Yeah, and that, that was my point. When With, you're, without the banging and the noise right. and all that. And, and the expense. Uh, and that was my point. Correct. When you replace a roof, it's more than just replacing the shingles. I mean, there's a lot of other things, you know, uh, that have to be done uh, to, to, to ensure that uh, everything works right. So there's a lot. To, and I know you guys are your your, your first uh, priority in, in any roofing situation is to, uh, to, to, to be able to repair any damage without having to replace the entire roof, right? 
Correct. It, it is really down to what the customer wants. We will love to replace any roof. Um, if it's um, damaged from storms or they just want to upgrade, we will love to replace the roof. But it is a situation where it is, like I said, some large properties, HOAs, apartment complexes, where these roofs can be three, four, five hundred thousand dollars and mm-hmm. that property is not funded for that at this point. Right. This is an excellent product for that. Uh, so- um, or somebody is selling a home yeah. and they don't have the funds to put a new roof on it, they can comfortably sell that home with a five year warranty to the new owners. And that sometimes will smooth the deal out and save the party's money and make each party happy. I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's a good point. I mean, if you're selling a home and the home inspector comes out and they, uh, yeah, certainly they're looking for are there, is, are there any leaks, is there any water damage, this or that. But I, I suppose, I mean, a roof could fail an inspector's test even if the roof itself is viable and there's no there are no holes, no leaks. But because of well, what you mentioned, this product does. Uh, they go up there and they see well, the shingles are old. The granule loss. Mm-hmm. He can see that in the gutters or at the downspouts or you know, a drone footage or whatever, he can see the granule loss of it and he can kind of age the roof that we think the roof is this year, this many years old, and we think it needs to be inspected. And part of that, you know, we do an inspection and, you know, we might say, hey, this roof is too far gone or, you know, we can tighten it up and spray it and this will be a excellent roof with a five-year warranty. So, again, to, to reiterate here, no longer do you have to just look at can the roof be re- repaired or replaced. Now there is another alternative, and this is the Roof Max product. And uh, if I recall, AJ, you mentioned that you, you can, again, assuming there's no underlying damage to your roof, y'all can come out, you can spray this product on it in an hour or so for about 20% of what it would cost to replace your roof. And you, in effect, Summer, you got a brand new roof. That is exactly right. It it brings those shingles to the same um, standards of brand new shingles. Yep. Beautiful. All right. Something I know you guys always encourage people to do before they call you is to check you out. I mean, you guys, uh, you've been at this for a long time now, and your company's a great story and a company that my family's worked with on numerous occasions. I mean, you're talking about a, a local homegrown company. It really is a great story. But uh, you guys go about it the right way. I know I've got a, I've had that experience. And if you don't believe me or Summer or AJ, you say, hey, check you out, right? Absolutely. I always tell them before you give us a call, check us out on Google. Check our Google reviews. Check us out on HomeAdvisor. And um, we are on the Better Business Bureau as well. So check out our reviews. See what other customers have to say and their experiences. And um uh, think you'll like what you'll see and then give us a call. All right. And ask about this roof replacement alternative, uh, this exciting new technology, Roof Max. Anthony John Construction is the uh, the sole contractor here in this area that has uh, the rights to this product. This is this is this is great stuff. Hey, uh, you guys, thank you so much. AJ, great to talk to you again, brother. Don't don't stay away so long next time, man. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. And uh, Summer, again, how can folks get a hold of y'all at uh, Anthony John Construction? You can always give us a call at 803-518-9873, or you can check us out on our website, and it's anthonyjohnconstruction.com. Before you call just any moving company, we want you to know this is not us. Whoops. Nor this. Any more room in the truck? Just throw it. Uh, nor this. I'm going to take a nap. Choose the moving squad and you'll get trade movers who care. The move done on time and on budget without damaging things. For a free quote, call today, 803-915-SQUAD. Or visit online at movingsquadsc.com. That's movingsquadsc.com. 